Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Bunch Podcast. We're going to have an absolutely stellar show for you tonight. But first, the usual announcements. Test your drugs. You can always take more. You can never take less. Uh, bring a jacket. Fuck the government. Fuck your local fentanyl dealer. Fuck Russia. Drink more water, or you might die. And lastly, love each other. So with that, I am absolutely honored to welcome tonight's guest, Kevin Clancy and Sean Alvarez. You may know these two fine gentlemen from the production company Isle 4 and as the DJ Clancy. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. I super appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having us out, man. Um, yeah, I know it's kind of hard, but yeah, taking the time. So my first question would be more kind of a request, I guess. But can you guys spell the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? I'm out on that one. You're up, Sean. <laughs> yeah, let me try. Let me try. Uh, you got it pulled up on there? Yeah, yeah, I got it pulled okay, up. Okay, 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 okay. Hell yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, okay, okay. S U P E R C a L A F R A G A L I S T I C. Um, oh, shit. you were going pretty <laughs> good, but you there. got a couple wrong and fragilistic. You got a couple <laughs> wrong and fragilistic, but you're doing pretty good there. Okay, let's see. X B You got that? E X P A L A D O C I O U S. Pretty close. Oh, yeah. E-X-P-I-A-L. You messed up in the beginning. Fucking good job. It's way it. better than I could I'll have done. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, um, on to something I guess a little bit more serious. Uh, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about your background? How did you guys meet? What made you guys start a, decide to start a production company? Run, run me through your guys' history. Well, um, very background of this is me and Sean met, I don't know, middle of a show, probably two and a half years ago, running around KC. And it was uh, it was at the end of the Jansen show at the Granada, Ooh, and you came up to me and invited me the Granasty. I love it. I love Invited me to the old uh, the old warehouse in the mm, West Palace. Okay, yeah. a lot of friendships were made, born and made there. Yeah. Exactly. So at that time, I had just moved up here from Joplin. I, I spent mm. like a year and a half trying to get up to Kansas City because of all the shows that were popping off over Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And um, we got up and. I pretty much moved here because of the warehouse, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they really inspired me. It was a me vibe. It, it, it really I was. Mean, it, you know, it went from something fun into a very quickly like a community family mm-hmm. type spot. And so that, that's really what brought me up here. If the warehouse had never happened, I don't know if I ever would have moved to Kansas City, honestly. So, um, you know, I, I was like, not like an official promoter for the warehouse, but I was running around the shows, yeah. passing hyping out flyers and out, stuff, hyping getting people everybody up. out. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it was like a very unique thing absolutely to happen and absolutely a lot really of people have said that you know. wholesome um yeah. wholesome <laughs> wholesome yeah <laughs> Maybe not wholesome family fun <laughs> very very unique though yeah you remember it a little different. and then yeah. a lot of the old family heads at the warehouse a lot of the old heads were saying like yeah we haven't had a spot like this since 97 yeah and i'm like wow you know, that's that's a long time. I mean, like I know. say wholesome in like a weird way, but it really did bring the community to get oh, together yeah. in such a way that I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I'm only 25, I think about to be 26, but I haven't seen anything. Yeah, like yeah. It. yeah. And that, so we've all been missing since, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so since they closed the warehouse, um, they've you know been popping off over it as Absolutely. Soccer Nation is the venue. And 
um, we did security at, at the first show there whenever they um, had like the reconnection guys mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. and that was a huge success so we're looking at doing stuff there you guys again. ever catch the guy who shit on the field no, I, did, <laughs> dude, I did not even know about that. Honestly, I, that's the first I'm hearing about that. So, oh man, just, you know, if, yeah, Tyler posted on his Snapchat somebody shit on the field. Well, if it's a big enough show for me to not know that somebody shit on the field, then that's a win. But somebody's always got to shit on something. It's always something like that. Yeah, but I've been talking with uh, John and Tyler, and they're working on getting all the contracting and scheduling set up for doing mm -hmm. shows. Um, you know, going forward throughout the rest of the year. So we're we're going to be doing something with them and then we're going to kind of do a smorgasbord thing where we're going to get set up with a bunch of other DJs across Kansas okay, City and, come and, and do a show with uh, the Warehouse Boys. So Okay. So if you guys could pick tattoos for each other, what do you think you would pick? Oh, cringe face. Oh, man. You're up, Sean. What do you think oh, you would man. pick and Make yeah, why? Living. Um... I don't know. It has something to do with Elf. Maybe, maybe Link, or uh, yeah. I might, I might, I might tattoo Link on him. Or uh, got a specific spot. You doing like right, right in the chest, the the Triforce, or it's got to be an Elf. I think a face tat would look face great. Tat. Oh, yeah. beautiful! Oh <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna have to tattoo one of Sean's ex's names <laughs> oh, right man. on his forearm. Yeah, get the just, big the big old cursive forearm one. Oh like, man, I want a, I want a giant like right on the forearm. I've been needing one of those. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It builds character. <laughs> okay, so I know you said that you're from you used to live in Joplin. Are you guys originally from Kansas City? Have you moved around? What is yeah? What was that? look like yeah you, i mean i'm uh born and raised in kansas born and city. Raised in Kansas city and then i'm literally from everywhere so i grew up in arkansas and then i got like my first introduction to the rave scene was actually down in tampa the tampa oh, rave scene okay. and then i was in the atlanta rave scene for a little bit and then i came up here so mm -hmm. i've been all over the place but grew up in Fayetteville, arkansas yeah. Okay, so how how does Kansas City compare to Tampa and fucking yeah some of those other cities? It's it's a lot more homey vibe. Yeah. I don't know, like like here you can pretty much walk up to any person around and start a conversation with them as if you already know them. Yeah. And that's kind of like a unique thing mm -hmm. to I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing, but whenever hey, bro, you're we, in a club in mirrors. Tampa and there's someone standing next to you it's kind of not as easy to just be yeah, like yeah i can see that I've yo what's up you know like i yeah. spent some time living in florida and i definitely went to a couple shows in orlando and yeah i definitely felt the same way there's a lot more people so like i feel like i'd cycle but yeah, yeah definitely, definitely like loses the family you know kind of vibe mm -hmm. which is the big draw factor for you know me and a lot of people honestly so Mm -hmm. You know, because like a lot of people get into the rave scene and they've never been part of, you know, the they've never been part of the party scene or they've never played an instrument and they get into the rave scene because of the community yeah, aspects. Absolutely. You know, where absolutely. their whole friend group that they've had since forever is into mm -hmm. this new thing and they kind of get drugged into it. And, and I met so many people who are into rap and shit like that and then they get drugged to one show, quote unquote, drugged to one show and then they fall in love and they because oh, yeah. of the community. And yeah. Then they're listening to, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, dubstep mixes at 8 a.m. Deep wubs. <laughs> deep wubs 0.7. Yeah, for real. Um, so thinking back through your guys' lives, are there any particular concerts that stand out in your guys' heads that made you say, like, wow, I want to be a part of this? Um, geez. Um, 
I don't know. Honestly, top three. Hit me with it. I, top three shows of all time. I mean, one of one of my one of the best ones still has to be Troy Boy, my first show, where I went completely sober and walked out of there like just smiling cheek to cheek. Like I went in there with zero friends. I didn't know anybody inside there. I basically went by myself and left there just then after that i was mm-hmm. always listening to edm so, yeah like troy boy or uh, uh ray volp were like the people that i got into and then it was after dance fest was when i was like i'm i'm hooked like i'm addicted like it's like i just Festivals i'm in love with the music doing that yeah yeah Festivals just all way doing that three three or four days straight yeah it's yeah. funny you say that because um that was actually my first kansas city show was troy boy yeah the the big one at the big theater like three years ago or something yeah, yeah yeah that was my first kansas city show and i was like oh i'm moving up here for sure that was cool but um <laughs> my first thing was um bonnaroo in 2017 Ooh. yeah and that that was a mind blower for me i saw big gigantic just you know like day day one 1 p.m and i was like okay I'm in, but like I've done music my whole life, and mm-hmm. I, I just you know I grew up in the church, so I had always been really pushed away from the that type that yeah, scene entirely. Yeah, exactly. So um, Bonnaroo was my first big concert experience, other than mm-hmm. like John Mayer or something back whenever you know what I mean. And that was back in like two, 2017, and I, I was hooked from there. Um, but I've I've always played instruments. I didn't start doing DJ stuff until. I don't know, about two and a half years ago. It was just a transition because I started like making mashups because I would come up with stuff in my mm-hmm. head and I'd, you know, make them an NFL studio. And then it kind of went from there very quickly as, you know, they needed people to play at the warehouse. And I was like, shoot, I can do this. I, I can the, do this. I got, <laughs> Fuck. You know, I got yeah. the background to do it. You know? Well, I see, I admire the positive attitude and the instantly, yeah, I can do this. Like that, yeah. like that, you, we needed that mentality more in the community. So, how long do you guys think each other would survive in a zombie apocalypse? Oh, dude. We, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not okay. kidding. Like, okay. Okay, okay. You just opened a door because yeah. we talk about zombie apocalypse stuff like on the regular yeah. all the time. Yeah, dude, we would kill it. We, we would we last would for a minute. We're good. Okay, okay. So regular zombies, or are we talk, I'm talking like 28 oh, days okay. later zombies. So like, These motherfuckers are the sprinting kind. Oh, like, they can, yeah, they don't give a fuck. World War Z zombies? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like pff, me, yeah. I'm giving myself like... If these are like World War Z sprinting, jumping, climbing zombies, <laughs> I got six months. Yeah. Like my my greatest ability is to be able to run and climb. I feel and like the best thing there them. is just be able to like hunker down somewhere. Yeah. But fuck, I guess if you now run them, I can't. I'm we'd a fa- I'm a fat it. fuck. If, I can't. We'd we'd rooftop. Rooftop. Yeah, we we'd sit on the rooftop and do like smart. So, uh, last week, me and Sean were out exploring. We climbed like sixty floors up. If a zombie's willing Ooh, to climb 60 floors, <laughs> yeah, can have he, he deserves, yeah, he deserves <laughs> a little you something. Me, you win. Okay, so when you guys are planning out a show, what does that look like? How do you go about choosing a venue, scheduling, choosing artists, figuring out how, to, how much to charge? How does that whole process look like? Um, well, up to this point, we have um, operated entirely nonprofit, a.k.a. Mm. on our own dime which Phil, has been, which Phil, has been really I, fun. I, I feel that podcast been, expensive I am also non-profit yeah that's been entirely intentional we haven't made any attempts at paid shows our involvement with paid shows has always been as support whether we're providing 
equipment or you know networking DJs mm-hmm. from out of town or, or that kind of thing. So the the big thing that we really did was in September was the Escape Reality Music Festival, and that was out um, towards Springfield at the Jack Mountain Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not kidding. Out of all the local fests that have happened so far, it was <coughs> incredible as far as the flow and you know the vibes mm-hmm. and everything. It, it was it was amazing, and we partnered up with. Um, Ozark 808 and Shuffling Zombie and like like five other groups out of Oklahoma to, to pull it all together in the middle of September and uh, we we had a pretty good turnout I mean we had a bunch of big name house artists come out like Mysteria we had um, Blackout and Menace come play and you know they're 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 both blowing up really fast so it was it was really cool we're looking to do another one soon um this next week, I actually saw this on your mm-hmm. on your um, on your cover photo on Facebook that you had Magic Moon yeah. in your. Are you going? Uh, I got breakaway tickets. I might go uh, okay. on Sunday. Yeah, I might go the Sunday. Yeah, so we're uh, we're heading out to um, to Magic Moon and we're hosting one of the stages there. And we haven't hosted a stage at a festival yet. Well, okay, well, I mean, hi. Like, yeah. As as support, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like we've done our own before, but mm-hmm. but this will be our first time, like. Um, kind of getting into a, okay. a, new, a new crowd with our new stage that we built and everything and mm-hmm. and uh, pulling all the St. Louis peeps and letting them know what we got going on over here. Yeah, no, I definitely think I might like head out Sunday morning or like early Sunday so I can catch all of Sunday. That does sound fun. It's going to be cool. Dirty Snatch is playing. Mm-hmm. He's a personal favorite for sure. Okay. So, um, cereal. Is it a soup? It's definitely a soup. It is a soup? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cereal isn't real. Cereal isn't real. Dude, dude, I swear. Look up if you look up if you look up is cereal real online. The all all the results come up. You Mandela affect me, and I go home and I don't have cereal anymore. (laughs) Fuck out. You know, baby sharks actually hundreds of years old. (laughs) So, do you guys uh, ever get nervous? Um, How do you deal with uh, how do you deal with pre-show jitters and stuff like that? I honestly don't experience that personally, so Okay. Fuck. I get more excited like I'm like I'm about yeah. to like play sports. It's like that kind of it's more of like an adrenaline rush. There's not so much nervousness. No, I get it. butterflies all the time. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you 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 like him? I've never heard that answer before this entire time I've been on here. I've heard like <laughs> yeah at first but not really anymore, but yeah, I've never heard like nah, fuck nah, it. bro, it's like sports. It's all like, like, oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. I like going to fight mode honestly. Like I feel like I'm about to fight someone. I like walk out and stay like I'm ready to fight. Oh no, it's weird. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's that's fun. I like that. I have a good time. Yeah, no. I mean, I I uh I don't know. I don't know. I, the, I've only gone on stage a couple of times and I've definitely mm-hmm. gotten the jitters, like, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I, I, I just ultimately remind myself that I'm up there for myself and I'm playing the music for myself because I love my own music. So, I mean, then that mm-hmm. just kind of calms me down and gets me back in the moment. Okay. Sean plays a lot of, like, banger, mid-tempo, vibey mm-hmm. stuff. Like, bass house. Bass house and mid-tempo yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's okay. cool. So, day of his show, you're both involved, you're both helping out, but, like, what does that day look like to you? What time do you wake up? What do you have like any pre-show rituals? Um, like you, yeah. What what does that look like for you? What time do you wake up? Do you have anything special you do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
I guess uh, the rituals, rituals for us basically is just uh, dabs and catfish. Yeah. Dabs and catfish. <laughs> dabs and catfish. <laughs> catfish. Shout out Jay's Fish and Chicken on North Prospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> go to the one on, uh, what is the, it, 45th? The the, yeah, the north side one. They give you way more catfish <laughs> mm -hmm. than the south side one. Yeah, we're their number one customer for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. for sure. So, as kids, did you guys have any animated or like Disney characters that you were inexplicably afraid of? Oh, afraid of? Yeah. Oh. Where do you think I was going with that? I got, you got like a your favorites, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, not oh, man, not that I think about of. it. You, you know, Gara from Naruto. Yeah. Uh, like now that I think about it, he's like my favorite, but yeah, also I'm I'm significantly terrified of him. No, I fuck with Gara. I would not <laughs> fuck around with Gara either. Yeah, those things aren't mutually exclusive, my man. <laughs> for me, it was this. This is gonna be left field. You're gonna be like, what? But for me, my childhood trauma was. Ursula from The Little Mermaid. That big that fat, fat bitch. Octopus. <laughs> I don't think that's oh the first God. time I've heard that Ursula's a fucking so big scary. fat bitch, bro. <laughs> I was terrified of her whenever I was a kid, man. Like, oh my God. Yeah, write that up. Ursula, Ursula's yeah, winning, bro. Ursula's, Ursula's winning. Yeah. Really? I'm going to hit him up. Yeah, she, yeah she, she's up there, bro. She's Dude, winning. She's scary, bro. <laughs> that's something to bond over. So when you're putting on a show... When you're putting on a show, are you putting them on for yourselves, or are you kind of doing it for the crowd, for the crowd and the community? Uh, definitely community. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like one of the biggest things I love about it is that it brings people together. And one of the biggest things that I think we're all missing right now is a space that brings us all together. Absolutely. And I mean, like one of the biggest emotions that I feel at a, at a venue, like there's always that moment where you sit back and appreciate the fact yeah, that there's everything's going right. You see everybody's having a good an time. An insane amount of different kinds of people just coming mm -hmm. together, putting all that stuff to the side. To the and, side for one thing, for music, something they all are passionate In the about. moment, it's, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. Definitely, definitely community, but it's it's for the love of the music, and mm -hmm. then you get in and you meet people that you love, and you create a family. Yeah, for sure, and that's um, the community push has kind of been the whole thing behind Al Four, and mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know, I get asked this occasionally, but like neither me or Sean even have artist profiles. For example, like an artist page mm -hmm. on Facebook intentionally. You know, I'm not going to for pretty much as long as possible. Um, it's stressful. And it's stressful. Well, well I mean, like, the, the intention is all for And I do stuff as an mm -hmm. artist. I've played instruments and been involved in music my entire life. But, but all for and, you know, in it's relation, the, the uplift of the community has been our entire intent. Like, we're building a war chest to help everybody out. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. You know, we, we've been focusing a lot of our time on acquiring all of the materials and stages and everything that we need. To put it everybody takes on. time. But, slowly, but I mean, like, it is a slow process building yeah. yourself yeah. up. And like we throw shows, and me and Sean won't even DJ. Yeah. Like like exactly. I'll, I'll have a show at my house. We'll have eight or nine hours of DJs, and I won't even play because you know we're putting on yeah. the community. You mm -hmm. know, and you know we try to schedule everybody out. We do like guest lists and private stuff, and we we don't throw like parties, but we throw events that are oriented and designed to uplift the community Absolutely. we're not because we can't just do live streams it kills the vibe mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta have a space where people Absolutely. are excited about you mm -hmm. know and i feel like we've done a pretty good job at holding the balance between being music oriented and hey let's go party at the house tonight you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
No, felt, felt. And that, that honestly is an admirable goal. You said earlier, you're not even doing this for money. All this is nonprofit. So that's admirable. You're doing this out of your own passions and you're doing this for the community. Like you're doing this out of your own pocket, taking your time, energy. I'm assuming obviously money goes into, into this. None of this is ever free. So no, I, I admire that. That's fucking badass that you guys are putting off, putting this into the community. Like this, like this is the shit that we need more of. Absolutely. Love each other, help each other. Seriously. Uh, so if peanut butter was not called peanut butter, what would it be called? I would like to nominate nut butter. Nut butter. Nut butter. I think, I think we could keep it simpler and just go nut butt. Nut butt. Yeah. <laughs> nut butt's nice. Nut butt's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's nut butt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, no matter what, yeah. I'm allergic to nut butt, so I got nothing to say about it. You're allergic to a bunch of weird shit, bro. All the time, I'm like... Dude, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm allergic to nut butt and bananas. I, I say that some I'll, people eat both of those together, combo, bro. Some of yeah, that's some you, a common combo. Damn, bro, you could get like double double poisoning at once. <laughs> yeah. So, um, say that louder here, sus. Do you guys have any artists that you look look up to, and what about them inspires you? Um, Kevin, you can go first. Well, we could talk on the grand scheme of things, but as far as local artists, my personal favorite is my buddy Subsick. Has been absolutely yeah. killing things. Mm -hmm. Um, he does all of his sound design entirely yeah. from scratch out of Serum. Like yeah. I sat there and watched him do it. And, you know, he used to go under the name Bright Night and mm -hmm. produce more future based oriented mm -hmm. stuff, which is what I do if I produce anything. It's like future based mm -hmm. stuff. And he switched over and do a sub six. So he's got a like super wide range, range. of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I see him, yeah. bro. He's he's coming out with like three or four songs this month. He's killing it. Like and he's, yeah, he's, he is yeah. putting in work. He, yeah. he sits in his room and he makes this mm -hmm. shit all day long. He's absolutely crushing it, man. I yeah, I, I like him. I, I, I real, I've already had him on. I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, yeah real, real cool dude. So, um, are you guys into sports? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I follow. What sport would you would be the funniest or the best to add a mandatory amount of drugs or alcohol to? Oh, dude. You have to be like this high to fly or something. Oh, shit like water that. polo. No, no, I'm, <laughs> water I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, <laughs> I thought like ketamine and track and field would be great. Seeing, trying to see some looks, like try to jump over the little, little things, cut it out, dude. little okay hold. That would be the greatest. I think. I I think I think something something that just came to town that I just missed out mm -hmm. on was midget wrestling. Uh, oh, great, gotta oh, love it, dude. Yeah, I I uh, yeah, just just I just add drugs to that, and I can just imagine it just be way better. Cheerleading, do not chaotic. support this content. So, what set of items could you buy that would make a cashier the most uncomfortable? Hmm. Well, I don't know if you've seen the show Dexter, which is a personal favorite I've seen, of mine. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen the first season or two. He'll, he'll roll through and get some saran wrap and duct tape, and the lady will just look at him. Oh, and some bleach. And the lady will just look at him and be like, what are you doing? See, I'm just going like a bunch of phallic-shaped fruits and vegetables, shit like that, and then a box of condoms. You're going to scare some poor girl. Yeah. So what does the word uh, plur mean to you guys? I haven't heard that one in a while. I'm not kidding. 
Sean, how how long has it been since someone said plur? How long has it been? Actually, a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, Actually, I, 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 man, I am I using up, an outdated I, phrase? I hate well, to, it's, I hate it's to not say that. it. It's <laughs> just it it faded out as far yeah. as being being used. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I went to. Uh, I mean, honestly, the couple of festivals that I've gone to this year, every time that I've traded candy, the person has looked at me and been like. I haven't gotten a piece of candy in so yeah. long, in like literally years, and it's kind of just depressing. It's, exactly, it's of COVID. but it's such it's a happy yeah. moment. But it's it's, co- it's, yeah. part, it's yeah. part it's part COVID, but also like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've me and me and my friends have traded significantly less candy, even though that was one of the biggest things that got me into it and that got me interacting with people and that got me feeling way more comfortable with just saying whatever the hell I wanted to a random stranger. Yeah, and. You know, I don't, I'm sure there's at least one person that doesn't know what he's talking about, but candy is like little bracelets that people make and they trade them back and forth with each other. And it's kind of one of those things that people do at like their absolute peak of the night. Yeah. Kind of thing whenever they're like running around trying to make new friends. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. And so being related to that, it's kind of fallen off as the social structure of the rave scene, honestly, has kind of collapsed on itself at the start of covid because like people aren't going to shows to trade people still listen to music yeah. of course like people probably listen to music more but you can't but trade they're not trading candy yeah. whatever can't trade candy at, can- at couch lane yeah, unless it's exactly. an nft yeah mail and candy <laughs> around we make somebody some should have started that somebody should have started that service like pen pal you just yeah yeah secret santa secret santa <laughs> secret santa or something <laughs> Um, okay, so tell me about your guys' uh, families. Are they music? You guys come from like musical parents, siblings at all? Uh, yeah, my uh, my mom played trumpet for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers, my brother played trumpet for his entire life. My other brother played French horn for his entire life. I've played French horn for uh, just about my entire life until high school, and then I kind of dropped it. Now I'm picking up guitar and piano. Um, but I mean, piano's badass. I've always said that's one of the cooler instruments. Yeah, it's 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 a good gives you a good jumping off point for everything else. Absolutely, and yeah. Good bass knowledge for everything. Yeah, you can. It helps you really visualize the chords and what actually works well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was drilled music like I was in the military from oh, the day I was fuck. born. Okay. Yeah. So so I was like four years old, like having to do piano practice for like four oh, hours a day. God. Like, it was it want was you wild. to be the prodigy. Yeah. So and you know, they ended up driving me away from piano. You know, yeah, like I was that. I was gonna say when it's like that, it kinda it's it it's a fifty yeah. fifty because a lot of the times you'll just end up scaring them away from it. Yeah. I went really hard at it for like four or five years whenever I was younger and I ended up um playing a bunch of like classical piano concerts that like um it's on like the big kind of like concert halls but i just got turned off from it just because i was driven so hard by my parents Mm -hmm. and then i you know gave up on music pretty much until seventh grade whenever i started playing trumpet and i played trumpet from there all the way through the end of high school and was planning on going to college for music um and so yeah i mean it's it's kind of been a constant throughout my life and as far as my family Mm -hmm. like you know obviously my parents are driving me (laughs) to play piano from the from the get go, but um, I think my uncle's actually was a singing coach, mm-hmm. and then all the all my family have been in bands in and out their whole lives. Okay, so. so I'm guessing they're pretty supportive then of your career aspirations, right? Um, 
uh, classical piano is a little bit different from the yeah. racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. My dad refers to this as the riffraff. And, the uh, riffraff. Okay. <laughs> so you know, uh, he supports that we're doing things from mm-hmm. the professional side, professional and not just side. running around being dumb. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and you know. We're we're focusing on on the growth part right now. Okay, and it's hard to not. My dad me. definitely. <laughs> my yeah, my parents are definitely on the side that this is just a hobby for now. Mm-hmm. But fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, like I was a, like his plan, my plan, my whole life was to go to college for music, and then I ended up um, choosing business because of my job, and then moving away and not worrying about that for a while but absolutely um definitely came full circle very quickly and i actually just left my tenure career like two weeks ago um because they were trying to transfer me out to st louis and i'm just not willing to give up yeah no my home you know i've got a home here now finally so uh we've got a house we've got four cats you know we've got a bunch of roommates and we got a we got a squad we're doing cool stuff so you know not not much could make me give that up at this point so i just quit <laughs> so I'm, I'm back i'm back home sure. i'm ready to do some cool shit sure Kill it. um if you guys could go on tour in any foreign country for a year but you couldn't like come back to the states what country would you want to go to it's you're up sean i haven't left the country so i i don't know on this one I'd say Spain, just because Spain's be kick ass. Spain's Barcelona. scene out there is popping. Barcelona, yeah, Barcelona. I think. Yeah, <laughs> what, is uh, what's the what's that island? What what's that island? Uh, Ibiza, is that in Spain? I've never heard of that island. Got no idea. Man. No, it's on in Ibiza. It's it's because there's like a giant ass music festival there every year. I could fuck with Spain. Okay. Dude, I, I want to go to some crazy, like, drum and bass festivals over in, like, the UK. Yeah. Also, mm, also do the, they do this cool thing over there where they'll hook up a big old bus with a ton of speakers. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, like, get a bunch of people following them on bikes. And they'll just play drum and bass what? through the streets. And they'll just drive through the streets like a parade. And everyone will just be following them on bikes, jumping out to drum and bass. We like, can do that awesome. here. Is that against the law here? I mean, no. What's stopping us? I don't know, man. I, I mean, the only I guess it would just be the noise ordinance. You can't do it past ten o'clock. But if you're doing it during Fuck the day, it, let's do it during the day. Let's set this up. I'm sit to rent a fucking rave, drum and bass, bus oh, yeah, drum and rave. rave. Dude, just rent a bunch of those uh, those pedal bikes that you drink on. Just yeah, go, like, see, that's them. what I was thinking. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of similar to that, but more exercise. I feel like. <laughs> um. So if you guys were arrested, what would your friends and family assume that you got arrested for? Oh. <laughs> this one's easy. I mean, I I don't just a shot in the blue, a shot in the dark. I would assume like trespassing, probably yeah. or something. Maybe do a lot of urban exploration. <laughs> like that. We have hit every single rooftop in the city. Okay. I shouldn't say that on on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. Almost every single mine. Okay. So if you could throw a charity or benefit concert for any charitable cause, what would you pick and why? Mm. Well, Al4 is kind of involved with two major things. Mm-hmm. Um, first of those would be suicide awareness. One mm-hmm. of our founders, um, Adam. Big, big believer in that. Yeah, one of our founders, Adam, actually um, committed suicide um, a little, about a year ago now. I don't know. Time, just a, just about rough. a year ago now. I, I, I feel ago. that I lost my friend yeah. through similar circumstances. So yeah, we've, I, I, I've always been a big, big believer in, in that cause. 
Yeah, so that'd probably be the first one. The second thing is going to be um, fentanyl awareness and prevention. Absolutely. That's one of our biggest things that mm-hmm. I personally focus on and am concerned about. I've actually gone through um, all of the Narcan training. And mm-hmm. Just about at every show, I have Narcan on hand. And that's sm- um, that's smart. That's yeah. so that's so smart. That's one of the biggest things I try to bring awareness of awareness to i yeah. fucking hate fentanyl and all that bullshit yeah I, so. I heard you say that at the beginning of, the, of this podcast and um just a few months ago i actually went to uh, my friend ryan uh he he passed away from a mm-hmm. fentanyl overdose um so i, I drove down to springfield mm-hmm. to his funeral and at that point we <laughs> we uh have started um making efforts to make sure that that doesn't happen in the absolutely. future. I don't, absolutely. I don't, you know, I don't want to get detail on that, but yeah, people, I, y'all I, motherfuckers watch believer. out because we're coming for yeah. you. <laughs> we're Hell. coming for you. Um, so on a little bit of the lighter side, how many chickens do you think it would take to take down a hippopotamus? You're up, Sean. <laughs> I give you all the hard questions. I don't know. All the hard questions. Yeah. All the imagination questions. Um, no, I'm gonna say fifty thousand, just because I want to see what fifty thousand oh chickens looks God. like. It's a lot of feathers. See, it's a I lot. feel like I, it, it could probably be less, but I just want to see an army of yeah, chickens. Yeah. No matter what, they're gonna have to do like the bee thing, where they like swarm it and then like cook it with their body heat or some shit like that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think I think just a couple strikes to the to the eyes, and then I mean it's just yeah, it's think, just a matter of time. From I think there. the chickens would poison one of their own and then feed the poison chicken to the. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would be the smartest thing. So, uh, so two. So, yeah, so two. 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 <laughs> yeah, two. Okay. Have you ever seen that chicken movie where it's look like Chicken Run or something? And uh, I love like, Chicken Run. It's oh like claymation. Gosh, That's man, one of those great movies. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm gonna have to go check that one out again. Okay, so. <laughs> Do you guys have a religious grandparents or do you know like the full very conservative yeah do you have oh, either yeah have, oh my yeah? god okay yeah. okay how would you describe a quote wook unquote to them <laughs> how would you yeah how would you describe a wook to your conservative religious grandparents I, I'd probably say like they 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 saw saw some Facebook posts you made. And they came up to you and they said, "Hey, what's a what's a wook? Can you explain that to me?" So my my grandpa was uh, Church of Christ and um, he was a preacher and and him and my grandma. Hey, hey Siri. So my grandpa, and my grandma spent like mm-hmm. twenty thirty years traveling throughout the Midwest doing like like a church church, tour, church stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know he was a. He was a preacher, mm-hmm. so I'm sure they ran into some of the Woodstock crowd at, at some point. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know I, I feel like uh, hippies have been hippies since, like, you know, the early 60s, 70s. We've got the same thing going on now. Not um, much has changed. changed. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude. That's so, funny. Uh, so um, if it wasn't for music, what do you think you would be putting your energy into? Oh. Um. Yeah, if you weren't doing music, if you weren't trying to make a production company, what do you think you'd be p- trying to put all your energy into? I mean, if if it wasn't for music, I would honestly just, uh, <laughs> I think, I think I'd just be hopping trains, just, <laughs> just Fuck living, no. living kind of on the streets. <laughs> but like, but by the way, how not, how old are you guys? I'm 21. 21? 27. 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 
25, I think. Yeah, 25. 25. I stopped counting after like 24. Yeah, yeah 24 is the pretty much where I stopped yeah. counting to. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, at 21, like, I didn't have shit figured out. I'd probably want to hop trains if I could go back. Yeah, Dude, I, mean, I had, I had I mean, shit way more figured out at 21. Now I'm like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? Because I realized that every single, pos- every single direction is entirely possible and doable. So I'm just kind of like... What am I gonna do? Yeah, because I have oh. been. You can in the see most- life beat beat that fucking hope 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 and optimism out. I mean, oh. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like anything I set my mind to, I can do. I can accomplish it. I can get any job, and I can work my way up, and I can kill it. But like, I've. That just that does positivity. not seem Keep that positive. Doesn't seem don't let life beat absolutely. It out yeah, you. it just it just doesn't seem worth it. So it's it's music all in or nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So. I know, I know the one, the one mm-hmm. thing is like, this doesn't even feel positive. It just more sounds like a chore is that I know I can outwork anyone. And like, I may not want to, but I know I, I mm-hmm. can and am willing to. So do you, so <laughs> so do you consider in, yourself in competitive? Um, no, I'm not necessarily competitive. I just like have a yeah. really hard drive. You, you gotta, factor. you gotta have, you gotta have yeah. a competitive. I'm, yeah, edge, I'm super competitive. In, in, I'm, in I'm more of an adrenaline yeah. junkie mm-hmm. than I am competitive. And like, yeah. so those are kind of cross-related a little bit and people can but, say say like they're like com- not competitive but at the end of the day like this is a competitive industry to be in you gotta not only have I mean, drive but you do gotta what, be what we're competing well. with is is the country bars let's be real ah, fuck, so man, we gotta don't we even gotta get me started on the country we gotta bars. convert all of these um <laughs> you know really boring people no i'm sorry i can't say that no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, i'm sorry I can't well say no but that. also also a little competition is a good thing like even with Absolutely. your friends like it with your dj you. friends like i mean just like sitting down with your dj friends if, if you know or if he knows that you're not picking up the slack that you should be like be a little competitive yeah, yeah, with each other. yeah. yeah what do you Absolutely. know, what do I know? When i'm playing when i'm playing video games with my friends and they're being trash so i want to fucking gas them up call, yeah, to get, call out. <laughs> yeah that's a you good friend I mean? yeah so if someone asked to be your guys' apprentice and learn all that you know, what would you teach them? Uh, all right, here we go. I'm going to say that I'm going to put no opinion on this, and I'm going to tell you what Taboo told us. So um, a couple months ago, we had the opportunity to drive Taboo around between a couple of his shows mm-hmm. in Arkansas, Missouri, and... You know, we like went to breakfast and okay. hung out with his dad and weird stuff. <laughs> okay, so, like, it, it, it got beautiful be- property. Yeah, it got beyond oh. like the, you know, the more uh, job side of stuff and got pretty personal. Yeah. And whenever we asked him that question, we were like, you know, if you could say one piece of advice for us, what mm. would it be? Yada yada. And um, what he said is that you need to. I don't really know his exact wording, but is to learn and value the importance of establishing and keeping long-term relationships. Absolutely. And so like he meant that as far as like a business sense, as far as working with people. But what I really think he meant is what we were doing is we kind of pierced that kind of corporate veil of we're going to work with these people. And, you know, you know, we got into that level where it's a little more personal and you put your personal hooks in a, in a person you, you establish a relationship that goes a little mm-hmm. bit deeper than just the, the, the corporate side Absolutely. of things. And, and that's really what um, I think is important for holding those long-term relationships. Like, like I've got like a best friend from high school, shout out Luke. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. I won't talk to that dude for three, four years in a row. And then I'll call him and 
we don't skip a beat you know mm-hmm. and that's like a, a powerful thing to be able to have with someone to not speak to them for four years and and not skip a beat and Absolutely. so like establishing that level of comfortability mm-hmm. and relationships with people across the country within the music scene i think really is is the most important thing because like you can be the most talented person on the world mm-hmm. but like if you're not plugged in with the people that are doing absolutely. stuff you're my, gonna struggle you know absolutely and, you my know, dad like, banged that into my yeah. head it's not what you know it's who you know yeah. absolutely yeah and like um we haven't really done that so much within kansas city we've uh definitely done a lot of branching out with outside groups because we've i've been reaching out like mm-hmm. i've been reaching to st louis and down to arkansas and out to oklahoma city and we were like plugged in with all of the shows or all the production companies out there and then the next step is moving in with the kansas city guys who have been popping stuff off you know so that's kind of the next step for us is you know work working as official local mm-hmm. support instead of just operating as um you know buying tickets and and helping sell tickets so okay. so if violence is not the answer does that make it the question and if so what is the answer <laughs> i was thinking about this one yesterday you're up sean yes <laughs> yes Flips the table. <laughs> okay. So how, how dash when did you guys realize, realize music was the way forward for you? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of... Music had, had always been something in my life mm-hmm. that always held importance to me, but it wasn't until I got out of high school and I stopped touching an instrument every mm-hmm. single day that I started to realize, like, Oh, this is something that I genuinely enjoy. And then once I yeah. actually started going to the live concerts and experiencing it live was when it really started to hook me and when I actually realized this is what I want to do with myself. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to like pinpoint like, it down because you've obviously had a mu- much more banged in since five years old. So I feel like... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's all the same stuff. So I, I just kind of feel like I'll, I'll be sitting in the crowd and I mm-hmm. will feel an undeniable desire to be involved. You know, like I'll be sitting there in the crowd and I'll be like, I want to throw an after party. I want to I wanna buy a bunch of lasers. I want to <laughs> buy a bunch you, of you know, lasers. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm just like... like Okay, Dr. Evil. No, I, I, just, <laughs> no, bro, I I'm get inspired. It. I'm just in, I'm so inspired by the energy of the environment that like it, you know, I, I just love it, man, honestly. No, no, I, I, I get that completely. I get that completely. So what are some of the pros and cons of being a duo? Uh, pro is that I always have someone to annoy if I ever get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we work really well together, and like um, on a on a personality basis, I think. I mean, like we started out friends, obviously, before yeah. we started ever like getting things more official. Um, but having somebody that you can like work with really well and bounce off of, like I don't have to tell Sean to do stuff. Like whenever we'll be out doing stuff, a lot of times like we're not talking and we're operating and we're working and we're not even speaking to each other. So mm-hmm. like having that that ebb and flow back and forth with someone is really convenient because I don't have to like take an hour to explain some something, 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like kind of an unspoken back and forth. But like that, that comes with time after, after knowing you know Absolutely. someone. But a lot, of, a lot of the time, still you just you you just click with people. And mm-hmm. there, there's a couple of people within the rave scene that I've met, like Sean and yeah. like my buddy Lance. That like within an hour of us meeting, we're like, oh shit, vibe. We're, yeah, yeah, we're gonna like do that. some cool stuff. So absolutely. So if you guys could book any three DJs for a dream show. What are you doing? Man, that's a loaded question. So are we are we saying any three? Are any we saying three. like top tier, mid level, and then like you an can pick any three? I I last time I said you could pick any three musicians at all, but they said that was too much. <laughs> so yeah, any three DJs for a show. You can pick any venue you want. It could be Red Rocks. It could be somewhere. It could be the Base Canyon place. Um, yeah, it could be any venue you want for a dream concert. Right. Who would you guys want to put a book? Who would want? Who would you want to be for your absolute? First guy that popped into mind, I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Heritage. I don't know if y'all know who Heritage is. He's a up and coming. You know who Heritage is. Anyway, I'm obsessed with this man. Like all of his, like he has not put out a single bad song. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm utterly obsessed. Utterly obsessed. And um, he, he played in Kansas City recently, and I, I was out of town and missed it, and I was really upset about it. Um, but I've met, been in Facebook Messenger with him talking about um, taking production classes from him. And, yeah, he's, he's mm-hmm. like, if I had to put money okay, on someone as far start. as biggest, biggest growth from an artist in the next little bit, he is insanely talented. His mixes are way cleaner and louder than everyone else's, and I don't understand why. And I'm gonna find out. <laughs> good start, good start. Two more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick Knock Two. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, God, yes. dude, he's so insane. His bass house is just on another level right now. Like I, I showed my friends his music for the first time, and they were literally like, "This is house." Yeah. There's this is not house. Insane. It's insane. It's it's and his his trap is just unbelievable. And I have yet to see him live, but oh my God. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah. on that lineup. He's he's one of the only like people I can think that can keep. I don't know. In my personal opinion, like keep up with like Joyride and Abstract in terms of like mm-hmm. bass house that is like honestly insane. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I really like him. Um, mm. Third person. Um, you got. Um, G go Jones. Ahead. Oh yeah, G yeah. Jones. I'm down. G-Jones. I'm down for G Jones. G Jones is tough. Like, if you ever see me crying in the middle of a G Jones show, <laughs> mind your business. Just mind your business. I'm not kidding. Like, like that man's music speaks to me in a way that I don't even honestly yeah. like have words for. I don't know. Yeah. And um, I got to I got to meet him recently at Backwoods Festival. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I do videography too. So I did. I was doing 360 film for the festival. And I'm on stage filming, and he's super drunk. He drinks Knob Creek, a big old glass bottle of Knob Creek. And he's flailing all over the place and knocks his Knob Creek all oh, over his controller oh. everywhere. And, and he's playing weird experimental stuff that mm-hmm. no one's dancing to. So none of the stage crew is on hand. No one's on oh. stage. I'm the only one around. 
And so I'm like running around, grabbing a towel, and then I like squat down, and I run up, and I'm underneath G Jones. Like mm-hmm. he's like kneeing me in the face. And I'm like reaching up on top of the DJ stand, trying to clean <laughs> off of his controller. Oh, so. And I was like terrified. So I was like, I know I'm really not supposed to be doing this right now, but it is an emergency situation. And there's no one else around, and he does not know what's going on. And it was like, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> but after the after the show I ended up. Um, getting to hang out with him and talk to him and it, it was a really cool experience so yeah. G, G Jones number one idol probably um, man, yeah. man is a legend and I think he's he's like really young he's gotta yeah. be like 27 I don't know yeah. he's, he's young so yeah. so you guys have any uh, celebrity crushes um, Rihanna's having a baby so that's that's the end of my celebrity crushes for Damn. life yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, give me, give you a minute. Okay, I can go to the next question. Oh, yeah. um, oh wait, no, no, give me Selena Gomez. Selena, 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 Selena Gomez. Gomez yeah, bro. One, she okay. still is the one. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Shout out Selena. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever felt starstruck meeting an artist before? Uh, yeah, I met. Um, Young Franco at the Big Gigantic mm-hmm. show recently, mm-hmm. and Young Franco's a huge inspiration for me because he does like a really cool, like groovy EDM yeah. that's like really fun. And I want to do some groovy, weird something. I don't know. It's gonna be groovy as shit. But I met him, and like I, I literally could barely muster the words to tell him you're a huge inspiration to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's take a picture. Let's let's just take a picture. Kid, okay? Oh man. <laughs> That's that's I was kind of like that whenever I met company. I've got a buddy that's friends with company. So whenever he came down and played at the right room, we were hanging out in the green room downstairs. And I don't know if I had had too much caffeine that day or what, but I was wired. And um, within like 10 seconds of meeting this guy, I he's holding a drink in his hand. And somehow we're, we're headed down the stairs and I hit his drink and I knock his oh. drink all over him within like 10 seconds of meeting him. And I was like... <laughs> I'm just going to go drive off a bridge. <laughs> God. It was so embarrassing. Okay. He was super cool about it. Though, yeah. So. That's, it's always good when they are. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so how would you guys rate each other's work ethic? Oh, man. Oh, man. I think... I, I, before Kevin even answers, mine can be way better. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think both of us have our days where it's like a three and some days where it's just a 10 and we are just knocking shit out. Yeah. I'm either, I'm either like in bed and not leaving bed for two days or I'm working 16 hours straight. There's really no in between. I can feel that. (laughs) I can feel that. I definitely, I definitely hit, go from laying in bed to fucking just doing a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like recently we had three days straight of working just built that stage yeah we were up till like uh i was up till 6 a.m the other night um painting this stage literally mm-hmm. like like the sun was coming up and i was like all right i'm finishing paint here we go so. <laughs> but um but i'll show you pictures after we get done but we like we spent the past three days um building like a new a uh, stage front light installation that we're gonna bring out to magic moon and it is Awesome. It's so okay. I'm really happy with how it turned out. So, mm-hmm. you guys ever get uh, detention in school? Oh my god, dude! So like, 
So okay, so my my whole family, like going back generations, we were all like we nobody ever did anything wrong, including my mm-hmm. cousins, my mm-hmm. aunts, uncles, like extended families. Nobody did anything wrong. My dad set the record for youngest oh, age to get a detention, man. and that was in sixth grade. I blew him out of the water, and I got ISS in first grade. Oh man! Because <laughs> I took one of those, one of those, you know, those big erasers that say "big erasers yeah. for big problems." Yeah. <laughs> I threw that at my teacher, and I yelled at her in the middle of class, and I said, "You're my problem." You're my problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my That's hard. Yep. Spent like a week straight just sitting in the principal's <laughs> office, just sitting there all day. You're a problem. You need to slow down, kid. You're too witty. Dude, it was that, something about that ADHD was just hitting me right that day. I just, yeah. I, I, I felt the confidence. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I, I never got in trouble in school, but um, our band director really had a problem with me. Just mm-hmm. like, ne- I never like got me in actual trouble, but he, he was very happy whenever I ended up dropping out of band the end of senior year because I was not happy with him oh, so he was like i was like i'm dropping out i'm going to pe and he's like thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so speaking of school what were you guys like in high school band nerd super band nerd yeah yeah i was kind of band nerd with a little bit of extra crackheady inside <laughs> me like what's what's weird is uh, i've met some friends that are that go to raves now that i knew in high school and they meet me and they're like you have not change <laughs> you are still the same crackhead stay golden pony boy <laughs> <laughs> so uh what parts of your personality do you think are good for what you do mm. i'm i'm really good at walking up to anybody mm-hmm. and just talking to them and just being able to just let it flow and it not feel awkward and yeah, just also just having a welcoming feeling. Yeah, being able—that's that, a really good, really good. I don't know, is that a skill or just like it's a, definitely uh, skill. Sean, yeah. like Sean, can walk up to people that are mad and not having a good time and just, start to talk to them. They'll start out annoyed, and within thirty—no, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Within thirty seconds, they're smiling and they're like, "All right, all right." It's it's seriously like it's so cool. We talk about it all the time, like like. Like I'm a super social person. I feel like I do pretty well, like socially. But mm-hmm. I watch Sean interact with new people. Like whenever he meets new people, and I'm genuinely impressed by the way, like he gets the freaking vibe going. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like like he'll go approach people, and I'll just be sitting with my hands over my head, like oh no, like this guy's gonna be mad. And then like nope, all of a sudden we're friends with this guy, and I'm like all right, well shit, that's cool. That's like, <laughs> So, do you have any weaknesses that you're actively working on? I'm just way too emotional. I, uh, I mean, it's it's also kind of a good thing with music, but you know, you got to channel that emotion yeah. into the right thing. But yeah. as of right now, I'm way too emotional. Eventually, it'll be my strength. I think you're 100 percent on on point there. You got emotions great, but if you can't channel and focus that, it can also be chaotic and terrible yeah. yeah for me it's probably being like a negative nancy to some degree because like like any any one of us could sit here and probably write a book about the issues and the problems within like the rave scene and what could be different and what mm-hmm. you don't like or like what the problems are and you know it's you know it's sometimes i get distracted by that and i forget that the way to overcome all that is to build and build and build mm-hmm. and build and build and build and mm-hmm. just like not even worry about any of that stuff and just focus on building 
and sometimes I'll get overwhelmed, just be overthinking stuff and kind of get down on myself like that. But again, the way to, to get out of that is to go um, build a stage and get covered with paint at, you know, two, three <laughs> in the morning. And all of a sudden you stop thinking about all the bullshit because you're slinging a paintbrush, having a good time. So, Okay, so here's 2024. You were to elect any celebrity as the next president. Who are you choosing, and who's their vice president? DJs to anybody, anybody. Who do you want? Yeah, who would you, any celebrity, who would you make next president? Well, I'm going to pick someone controversial just for fun. Oh, for sure, for um, sure. Um, he's been getting a lot of hate lately, but I like um, Elon Musk a lot. Yeah. I, like, I don't know that much about him, but all of his interviews that I've watched whenever I listen to the way he thinks i'm like okay praise the lord this guy's his head on straight versus like a lot of people are very evidently like skeezy politicians in the way they just carry themselves like just the their literal essence that they put off like that hillary clinton vibe Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and there's some people like that in the rave scene but um they're just trying to fit in so If, (laughs) if i said excision does that would we get dinosaurs I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's part of the deal. We're going. Uh, we're going to Lost Lands for sure. Would all for of sure America become Lands. the Lost Dude, Lands? I'm just the moment a president says free ice cream on Wednesdays. You that you, you, you yeah you got, you got my vote. Yeah, are you kidding me? I couldn't do Kanye. I could not live like <laughs> if Kanye. Kanye says free ice cream on Wednesdays. <laughs> oh man, dude, all, dude, all he needs is that little ser- serotonin boost every mm-hmm. Wednesday. I'm good to go. Every Wednesday, man, I will, I will, I will buy you ice cream every Wednesday. Man. <laughs> that, if that'll, if that'll change your life, man, that doesn't seem too expensive. Like, how much ice cream? It's the little things. It's the little things. All right, it's so now we got a question that. for you, Logan. When are you gonna come, uh, come, come hang out at the house? I'll be down. You know? Yeah, we, let me know, man. We do some homie hangouts every once in a while. It's not always like crazy. Sometimes we'll have like yeah. ten people over and have like a music night. Let me and... get your guys' Snapchats before. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. absolutely yeah, man. Absolutely. We'd love to have you over sometime. Okay. Um couple more questions. Yeah, we've got about five minutes left, so I've just got a couple couple questions left. Uh what show are you guys most proud of being being a part of so far in your journey? Definitely the Escape Reality Music Festival mm-hmm. in, in September. It was, it was awesome. I mean, like if if we could even live up to that again mm-hmm. in any event going forward, I mean, I, that'd be enough to to keep doing this forever for me. To be honest, like I, I would never need to see anything bigger than than that. I'd be content. So, you know, it'd, it'd be cool to bring more people in. But if if we can have that level of tight knit community incredible event like i can't can't ask for anything more than that honestly so okay so how do you see your sound evolving your production company edm in general evolving in the next five years what do you what do you see kind of happening it's it's ace aura it's the it's the Mm -hmm. future rhythm vibe it's the color base um i've I've started picking it up like I, i went from playing you know heavy trap stuff just have very quickly shifted into plan mm-hmm. a lot of bright melodic uh future rhythm stuff that um i feel like captivates and excites mm-hmm. you know a lot more than than some of the hard stuff because the hard stuff can kind of get you burnt out but whenever <laughs> you add in that the, the emotional quality of the um the melodic rhythm color base whatever whatever it's it's really cool so ace aura um is 
pretty much the most popular guy that's um, leading that off. But um, there's a, a label, I think it's called Rushdown, mm-hmm. that is going to be hosting pretty much all of the up-and-coming future rhythm artists. And I would highly recommend checking them out because that is going to be most of the music I play at this point is going to be um, Rushdown, Aesora, that direction of music. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Um you guys have anybody you want to give shouts out to that helped you out, out on your journey? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Clancy. Uh, <laughs> he's helped me out a lot. Uh, real homie, good guy. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to shout out um, our um, out of town production companies that we've worked with, which are going to be um, Ozark 808, um, Anonymous Productions, the All Boot. All- all booties matter crew out of Oklahoma City. There's some goofy dudes. I really, really like those guys. Um, we're, um, you know, we're we're really excited to work with other groups going forward. You know, um, we're gonna keep this uh, community collaborative, mm-hmm. you know, space, and, and that's where we're at with it. So okay. So what are you guys' zodiac signs? We're doing a study. We're trying to figure out if one sign makes certain types of music. Uh. Can I can I ask you what what types you think we are? Do you know your zodiac signs not like that? Like that. Not Honestly, like that. Honestly, not like that. Okay. Honestly, you well, seem more like a water, or like uh, a wind, though. Sean you seem seems more like, chaotic. Like, you're either you a Capricorn more like or a Sagittarius. Okay. More base. Okay. I'm a Cancer. Cry baby. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, a I'm, I'm a rising Cap though. I'm a rising Cap. Yeah. Uh, my my ex girlfriend is really into that, so I got a a little dose of astrology. Um, I don't remember all of it, but what well, well, do you think it affects the type of music people are going to make, and if they're going to make music in general? I think your friend group affects the type of music you're going to make more than anything else, to be honest. And the stars. Um, <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, for yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. Um okay, if you guys could be remembered for one thing, what would you want it to be? Uh living living the life. Just living the life. Living, living the best like life I could. Living like Larry. Living like Larry. Yeah, sure. we we pretty much just aspire to be a catalyst of um energy excitement and um, connections within the within the rave scene, so and bringing people together. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so that's about my last question. So before we go, why don't you tell my audience what you guys have coming up, shows production wise? What 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 all what all do we have to look forward to you? Um, well, this next weekend we are hosting a stage out at Magic Moon Festival. Um, that's going to be super cool. If anyone is not going to Breakaway, I would highly recommend coming out. It's like two and a half hours away. Um, beyond that, we are slash finished, just, just finished building a stage, um, and we're going to be set up to have um, stage rental as well as um, lighting, DJ equipment rental, all of that. And we are conveniently also plugged with most, most artists within, within 200 miles at this point. Okay. So. Okay, well, thank, I'd like to thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedule yeah, to have absolutely. you on. Um, you guys have been a pleasure. Um, I would like to thank the audience for listening. Remember, like, shares, subscribe, stars, whatever is super appreciated. We can't do that without that. Please, please help help us continue to do this. I love, absolutely love doing this, but it is expensive. Um, everybody have a good weekend. Remember, be safe, drink water, test your shit, love each other, and have a good weekend. Hey, thank you. Awa, awa.